Hello? Is this thing on? <laughs> you motherfuckers. I am back. Thank you so much for taking the time to take a six-week hiatus with me. I've had so much going on in my work life and my personal life. You know, doing the podcast is so much fun. It kind of took a back burner for the rest of summer, but guess what, motherfuckers? I am here, and I am so excited to be back and doing another episode. So many people have been asking me, hello, Brandon, you've been doing the show. Where the fuck is it? It's been one week since you were going to do it. It's been two weeks since you were going to do it. It's been three weeks. I even had a guest on, Steph Gilman. I made a whole big to-do about Steph coming on. I listened to the audio. It was complete shit. Not because her and I were complete shit, but because you just could hear so many things going on in the background. And I was like, "Mm, we're going to have to scratch this. I'll do it another time when I visit her in Atlanta. But we are back and we are doing something for the... I keep saying we. It's not we. It's just myself that's on the show this week. However, we are doing something for the vet. We again, I'm doing something for the very first time. We have a live studio audience here at 31P. Brendan Donovan is joining me. If you hear anything in the background, if you hear a bottom screaming, if you hear me laughing, that is because we have the ginger bottom himself, Brendan Donovan, sitting next to me. He's not going to be a guest on the show. He's just sitting here. I asked him to sit with me while I record this. So as you can tell, my, between August 6th, my my last episode and now there's probably a whole bunch of shit that has gone on and there was a whole bunch of shit that went on carnival weekend in p-town one for the books stories i can't tell here there or anywhere else and if you want to hear anything about it come talk to me in person where it's not going to be on record okay because it was that type of weekend i also went for labor day weekend so much fun i spent so much money at body body they were having their 20 dollars sale where you go get the best steel shorts you can go get your tank tops do the whole thing i was with my sisters we had the best time but that's not what i want to talk about today and in today's episode i want to talk about my favorite 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 season fall and everything that's related to fall because to me fall represents like I am just like a natural sweater so I love to wear a sweater when it's like a little bit cold out 50 degrees I love to like rock a scarf or a beanie it's just the best time of the year I mean I fucking love summer because I can go to p-town do everything but fall for me is just where it's at so let's get into it let's do a new episode welcome back well I'm welcoming you back let's just do it here we go here's episode eight Fall. All right, let's just get right into it because here in Boston, it's now September. September, spring, summer. September show, spring, summer, we're here. I want to talk about not roommates, but housemates in the dreaded 9 1. So this year wasn't as bad, obviously, with COVID and stuff going on. 9 1 in Boston, they call it Alston Christmas. Everyone, you move out of your apartment on the 31st, you sleep in your U Haul one night, and then you move into your brand new, super expensive place with, you know, the most out of date furniture and everything in between. But it's a great time of year. And for us in Boston, it's like kind of like college orientation all over again because if you had neighbors that were moving out of the house, if you had roommates that were moving out, you might have it like an our instance here at 31p you have brand new people that came in downstairs and upstairs and that is like that's one of my favorite things because you meet so many different people like the girls that are living above us are the fucking shit they have come down we have hung out with them they definitely have gotten to know all of us everything about us and we have definitely got to know all about them i will say before i get into the nine one stuff we had here 
and my apartment the most interesting experience right before the people on the third floor moved out in August. So if you ha- if you know any stories about what ha- goes on at, in, in my apartment, you will know that we used to have afters all the time when COVID wasn't a thing. So like after a royale, people would come. There was one weekend where Will and I were alone and we threw three after parties in the row and the police ended up coming because <laughs> um, the neighbors didn't like it that much. And we saw, we're sorry, we apologize. However, the people on the third floor despised us. They hated Brendan. They hated me. They hated Will, and they hated Gina. They they wanted absolutely nothing to do with us, except for one of the girls. One of the girls was halfway normal, and she was like, "Oh, I would like like to be your friend." And we're like, "All right, come down. You can drink with us. Do whatever." So it actually got to the point where she used to come down every day and like bop outside while Brendan was working and try to like spill tea. And then there was one day she came downstairs. And she was like, oh, what are you guys doing? We're like, we're drinking. We have like 15 minutes before we have to go to our dinner reservation. So this is just Will, Gina, and I. We're sitting outside and we're having a good old time. Next thing you know, this girl comes downstairs. She comes downstairs and she's like, I have to tell you guys something. And we're like, yeah. And she was like, I hate my roommates and they fucking hate you. And we were like, hold up, wait a minute, what? I mean, we know, obviously, duh, they don't like us. They've treated us like shit. We've treated them like shit. But give us a tea, bitch. Tell us what the fuck is good. And she was like, all right, let me tell you. The boy upstairs hates you guys. He knows one of your secrets that you guys hold on to. He thinks he's so cool. He's He used to talk shit about you guys going out and hanging out with some of your friends during COVID. Well, guess what? He was getting laid the whole time. Multiple men coming to go. I was like, oh, this bitch. Oh my gosh. She is spilling the tea. I was like, oh my Lanta. Girl, keep going. What else you got? So she was like, I went on a cross country road trip. They absolutely despised it. And when you, Brendan and Will ended up going to Florida, they wanted nothing to do with you. They wanted you guys to, sorry, I, I just got a little sidetracked. I thought something wasn't recording. I literally was going to show my pants. She was like, I can't believe the, the people upstairs. They were like, we cannot believe you guys went on a trip. You got on a plane and went down to Florida. You guys are the biggest pieces of trash. They literally didn't even want us living in the house. This is how much they hated us. They thought we were the biggest pieces of shit in the entire world. So now my mind is being blown. She had told us so many things about her own personal life. And we were like, wow, this girl really loves to spill the tea. Anyway, getting to my point, you can tell that we really didn't get along with the people on the third floor. So then they decide to move out. Thank God. Bye. See you never. And guess what? We had some angels move in on the third floor. They came downstairs. They left us a beautiful little note. They left their numbers. We gave them some alcohol. They gave us some alcohol. And we have had the best time with them so far. So going back to my point, 9-1. 9-1 can be such a magical day because you have no idea what the fuck is about ready to move in your building. But it also signifies like a new year in a way. It's almost like a brand new year going on. I, sometimes in Boston, you, I don't live my life January through December. I live my life September to September. It's kind of like living in school again. You have no idea who's going to move into your building, who's going to move into your apartment, where you're going to go. But that's the whole fun of the whole thing. So that to me signifies the start of fall. And you know what else fall really stands for? It's the beginning of cuffing season. A cuffing season to me is like auditioning for a show. You have to audition for so many different parts before you finally lock somebody down for that cuffing season. And this year's cuffing season, we say it in my apartment all the time, is going to be like a reality show because people are going to be trying out people every day of the week because when winter hits. I mean, we're going to have to be stuck inside again. I hate to say it, but we're going to have to be stuck inside at least until next spring again. So like you, whoever you lock down this year is going to be the most important person in your life besides your husband in years and the years to come. 
ever because you are going to be literally stuck inside with this person with no other plans. It's not like you can lock. It's not like in regular cuffing seasons where you lock somebody down. And then if you're like, oh, on like Friday, I don't feel like hanging out with them. I can go to club cafe or I can go to like legacy on Saturday. No, 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 no. That's not the case this year. The case this year is you are stuck, stuck with this person until the spring. And then you can dump his ass if you don't like him or you can keep him around if he's a cool guy. So I told myself, all right, September is here. I really need to get serious on the dating on the dating spectrum. And now, if you've listened to the show or if you know me, I've said it a hundred times before. I can't stand dating. I it, to me, I'm so awkward. I hate it. So I told myself I am gonna re-download Tinder. So I re-downloaded Tinder, made myself look pretty. I'm like fucking hot, whatever. So everyone swipe right on me. I look good. So I need to go on two dates in September. That's all. That's it. That's all it's going to take. And so far. So far, I've gone on one, and it went really well. I had a great time. I was like, this isn't so bad. It was with someone that I, like, you know, know. Um, it, it was actually amazing. We had a really good time, and we've, like, hung out and done stuff afterwards since, which makes me realize putting myself out there really isn't as scary as it is. But like I said, this is the most important, crucial cuffing season you will ever go through in your entire life before you get married because, because of the dreaded world <laughs> we live in. And, you know, that's just the reality of the way things go, right? But whatever. So something happened today as I record this that really fucking pisses me off. And it better not come true because I will be fuming. One of the things that happens at the beginning of fall is the Real Housewives of New York City sadly comes to an end and they start to film a new season. So if you have been watching the season, you know Leah McSweeney is new. She's the baddest bitch going. She actually is my favorite New York housewife ever right up there with Bethany, who is my like untouchable. Leah recently planted a story like the true housewife she is. She is not getting paid by Bravo enough to come back for a second season. They literally are not giving her a raise that she deserves. She carried this entire season on her back. They got rid of Dorinda, thank God, because that was just a hot fucking mess express. So now they need to give Dorinda's salary to Leah because if they don't, she is going to walk away from the show. She was spotted the other day with her agent eating somewhere in New York, and everyone knows that she's not getting paid enough. So Bravo needs to bring her back. If they don't bring her back, the show is literally going to tank. I don't care what anybody's opinion is. The show is literally not going to do well. She was so... She had the best freshman season out of any housewife I've ever seen ever she was a huge fan favorite she's the nicest bitch ever and I can say that personally because there have been many times where I've been in p-town and my friends and I are like oh my god DM Leah McSweeney so we do and she'll write back and she's like you guys are fucking hot you're so cool I've been in p-town it's one of my favorite places ever so what I'm trying to say is if they don't bring Leah McSweeney back, I am probably going to get up and walk away from New York. Like, how am I supposed to watch this show without Bethany Frankel on it and without Leah McSweeney? Oh, the answer is you don't because it's literally going to be watching like the Golden Girls because everyone else is geriatric fucking cast members, right? So hopefully I pray filming is supposed to start next week. But this morning I got a text message from my sister Trevor and it was an article from OK Magazine that said, Filming is set to begin next week, and Leah is not going to start filming, which means she's still in contract negotiation. She took Roni out of her Instagram bio, so things clearly aren't going well. So if you're a Roni fan, fingers crossed, because we need Leah back on the show to save yet another season. Segwaying into a sort of like another reality TV type of moment, last night we all watched This Is Paris, and this was going to be my recommendation of the week, but I'm going to recommend stuff down the line. 
Paris Hilton is the coolest fucking bitch walking. She literally is so sincere. If you haven't watched it yet, stop listening to this and go watch it. Or actually keep listening to this all the way to the end and then you can go watch it. Thank you so much. I love you. But you it's really something that you need to watch because you look at Paris Hilton, you think that she is this. Actually, hold on. Let me pause for a second. If you haven't watched it, skip ahead a few minutes because I don't want to spoil anything for you. But Paris Hilton is the person where you think she's like, oh, my God, that's so hot. Loves it. Like in the fake voice and stuff. That's literally all a show. The whole time during the documentary, she's like, that's a person that I created. And every time a camera is in front of me, I immediately go into this mode because I've done it for 20 years now. It's just so easy for me to like act like this person. But you can see on camera, she is such a genuine person. And after I watched it, I was reading one of my favorite Instagram accounts who like kind of spills the tea on celebrities who and they'll give like their personal recommendation or their personal stories about whatever celebrity they're talking about. And every single one that people wrote in about Paris Hilton, they were like, no, she seriously is the nicest person I've ever met. She takes the time to thank every single person she comes in contact with. We'll take a picture with literally everybody. And that that comes across in the documentary. It, she doesn't come across as this blonde bimbo or this girl who's not smart or this girl who's just so rich that has no work ethic. She's like, my goal in life is to not stop working until I make $1 billion. $1 billion, that's so much money. She's worth over 400-something million right now, which I, I believe, don't quote me, or you can fact-check this if you want, but I believe she's actually worth more than her father right now, which is huge. We are going from the girl that was on The Simple Life, singing Sanasa, Sanasa, doing the whole thing with Nicole Richie, to now she charges $1 million per DJ session. $1 million. And guess what? These bars and clubs, they are paying this. People are paying this money because it's Paris fucking Hilton. And I guess the whole thing that I liked about it was she is definitely scarred from um, going to the Provo school that she went to in Utah. And first of all, that fuck that place. That place is so scary. Sounds like awful, horrific. But it clearly comes across on camera when they show her like late at night or when she's talking and in her interviews. And like even with Nikki, she's so scarred from that that it actually has like made her into a person that like escapes reality and that's why this whole persona came into play and then at the end when she's talking to the roommates and her friends that came to visit her from Provo that she hasn't seen in 20 years she's like I felt like I got that old piece of me again I literally almost started crying because she was like I feel like everything that I've come to know is was gone and in the moments that I had with these girls this week at the time that they filmed this it made me feel like I was back to reality and back being a human again. So if you haven't seen the documentary, again, you have to watch it. She's just like so cool. Yeah, she's worth so much money. She's never been photographed twice wearing the same thing. Isn't that crazy? I wish I could say the same thing about myself. (laughs) And that will never, ever happen. But yes, go watch the documentary. She's so cool, so nice. And she's like one of the people that I want to like get to know and meet and hang out with. And it's kind of funny because while we were watching this, there's like three Boston gays that I know who... Um, Paris Hilton follows them on Twitter. So it's like by six degrees of separation, I have met her just like not in person. So yeah, get yourself in front of YouTube. You know what? And it's almost Friday. If you want to watch it during work, go right ahead, but put it on, give her, give my girl Paris Hilton some streams. All right. So we can't talk about fall without talking about fall fashion. Fall fashion is my favorite type of like clothing throughout the entire year. My idea of a good fall outfit, say we're, we're getting ready, we're getting our hair and makeup done, we're getting up, and we're going to Neshoba Valley Winery. I'm planning out my perfect outfit. So my perfect fall outfit is going to be, I'm a huge scarf guy. I 
growing up, I used to be like, oh my God, scarves are like for girls. And then I realized, listen, I'm a gay guy. I can wear whatever the fuck I want. So I decided to become a scarf gay and I love it. I have this massive scarf from Zara that was like 20 bucks and I wear it every year, but it's so fucking comfortable. Totally recommend that. So I'm going to be wearing a chunky sweater. That's probably coming from Urban Outfitters, a massive scarf. Blue or black jeans, depending on the occasion. And I have these like new white Reebok high tops that I'm so obsessed with that I'm going to be wearing. But then there's also a different type of fall outfit that I love. Even if you're, this is like, this used to be back when like bars used to be a thing. Used to, I used to wear this out on Thursday nights. I'm a huge joggers guy. So if I am going to the bar on like a Thursday night, I have these khaki joggers that Will got us once. They're one of my favorite things to wear, but also the best thing that I purchased during quarantine was Lululemon joggers. I wear those everywhere. They're kind of like so casual that they go with everything. So a sweater with Lululemon joggers or any type of jogger, that's like the number one fall fashion item that everybody needs. And in our house, it's essential to have a blanket. We have two blankets. We have the Mnell and we have the Tony. The Tony one is um, more like plush. And then Mnell is more of like a quilted type of thing. But like if you are going to have a little apple cider moment in the dark with, you know, watching whatever your hocus pocus in the fall, you definitely need a fucking blanket. They're so cheap. I found one the other day at home goods that I didn't buy, but it's something that you just like have to have in your home. The other thing is, is like go visit a fucking brewery. Now I don't go to breweries ever. The only one I go to is dot brew, but I feel like for fall time, it's so quintessential fall to go visit a brewery or like Neshoba Valley winery, even though it's like a hike away. But like, those are the those are like the fun fall fashion things that you do. So where you can go and take your Instagram picture, like, Oh, look at me. I'm at like dot brew with my flannel on and my, Oh, a beanie too. I forgot about a beanie. I love a beanie. I do love a beanie. I made Brendan and will try beanies on the other day. Cause they said they looked ugly in them and guess what they did. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's good. A beanie. So I forgot about a beanie and do not ever fucking forget the quintessential fall album. Red by my girl Taylor fucking Swift. Okay, you have to listen to Red. All uh, you sometimes it's fun to just get in the car and listen to All Too Well while you're like driving over the crispy, crunchy leaves. It's like mm, chef's kiss. All right, so it's come to the recommendation of the week. So now, over the weeks, I've had so many different recommendations in my head for these episodes that I've cut and thrown out. Whatever, we're getting rid of all those because now it is my favorite time of year. I am a principal that says. You cannot have anything pumpkin spice until 9-1. And I did that this year. I actually waited. I didn't touch anything pumpkin spice flavored until 9-1, although I did eat a munchkin on 8-31 that I didn't know was pumpkin spice until I was chewing on it. But that's neither here nor there. So my recommendation of the week is anything and everything pumpkin flavored. If you come into my, that sounds so fucking gay and basic, but it's true. If you come into my apartment, we have a pumpkin caramel candle that is going at all times. I have one in my room and we have one for the kitchen. It smells so fucking good. I got it at TJ Maxx. I had to buy two because there's only two left. So I got that. Today, I brought home pumpkin cheesecake, Pepperidge Farm, soft baked cookies that are so orgasmic. They literally made me erect as soon as I put it into my mouth. And then obviously you have your quintessential Starbucks and never Dunkin' Donuts ever. Although Brandon did get it for me once last week and it was good. It was good. It well no no no. He Brandon got me a drink from Starbucks. I got to take that back because I am obsessed with the snack and bacon from Starbucks. I mean, uh, oh see. I'm obsessed with the snack and bacon from Dunkin' Donuts. So if you've never had it, you got to go right now in your car and go get the snack and bacon. It's the best fucking thing on planet Earth. I always had to get two cuz I'm a fat fuck. But anyway, 
If you're going to do anything pumpkin flavored for drinks, you have to go to Starbucks or like a local coffee shop. Starbucks has the pumpkin cream cold brew that is so life changing. You can ask Dominic Petito. He will give you the testimonial. Never had one in his life until him and I went together. And now he goes two or three times a week and tells me all the time it's an expensive habit. I'm like, yeah, bitch, I fucking know. I go all the time. If you've never had the pumpkin cream cold brew, you have to, have to, have to get it. And you can also be basic and get your pumpkin spice latte as well. So those are my recommendations of the week. If you have anything else pumpkin related, let me know that I need to be getting because I am literally going to turn into a pumpkin. I eat it so much, drink it so much, everything. Oh, also pumpkin beer, shipyard, shipyard. Hello, it's slutty pumpkin season, which means you need to be drinking shipyard with a shot of vanilla vodka in it. And you know what? Give your glass a little rim job. Give it some love. Bottoms need love too. All right, you gays and girls, that is all the time we have for this week. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode, listening to all the episodes before, and thank you so much for understanding me taking a six-week break out of the middle of nowhere and saying goodbye to summer 2020. What a good summer it was. Brendan Donovan, thank you so much for sitting here and being my live audience. Thank you so much for being the person that you are. I love you so much. Um, This actually was really fun. We'll probably do this again. If you have any topics you want me to talk about, if you have any guests you want to have on the show, I do have new equipment coming soon and we'll have two microphones for me and my special guest. I do have a really good episode planned coming up. Until then, people, stay safe, stay healthy. I love you all. Until next time, you are listening to Vodka Soda, Splash of Brand. Ta-ta.